Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Some of you might be wondering where the intro and outro are. <laughs> it's not a very funny story. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, actually. So I need to record new ones because my computer, they were saved like on the actual computer and I haven't brought it in to get everything off of it because it died. And in this day and age of putting everything in the cloud, it's literally like one of the only files that's actually not, you know, accessible from anywhere. It's on this particular computer. And I could go into an episode and just clip it and put it in. But, you know, in this season of my life, that's just more work than I feel like doing. So until I re-record a new one, that's just where we are. So thanks for understanding. Let me tell you what we're giving away today before we talk about something that I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, we're going to give away GBX protein. So that is a totally clean protein powder that I happen to think is really good. I remember being in college, trying, of course, to like lose weight. And I went on a series of different kind of protein shake style diets. Don't do that. It's stupid. But I did it. And every single protein shake was just dog crap. I mean, it was awful. It was so bad. And I think I've told this story before. In fact, I'm positive I've told this story before. I was really, really, really overweight. And my family knew how much of an issue that was for me. And I think they just were very used to me trying crazy things to lose weight, especially as I you know, got old enough to make my own food decisions. And I was headed out to class and I was making a protein shake. I even remember what brand it was. Uh, I, I won't say it on here to not disparage it, but like I can see the container of protein and I know exactly what brand it was. And my dad offered to make my shake. <laughs> and I grabbed it and I left. And as I was leaving, I took a sip and I'm like, this is amazing. This is so amazing. What did you do? Well, come to find out later down the road, he was putting Hagen dazs <laughs> I mean, obviously he knew that that wasn't what it was meant for, but um, he was trying to help me out. Give me a little. <laughs> don't don't try that at home and don't do that to your kids. But uh, this particular protein, GBX, I really like for a few reasons. Number one, it blends very well, so it's not clumpy because in my opinion, other than crappy taste, one of the worst things with protein is when you're getting like clumps of powder. It's just disgusting. Uh, so it's super, super creamy. It's made from a chickpea protein and that adds to the texture being really creamy and it's not chalky. Like a lot of whey proteins are really chalky. Um, no artificial colors or flavors or sweeteners or anything like that. And it, um, it's low carb, which is really nice because sometimes... Most of the time, what I found is when a protein shake tastes good, it's because there's like sugar in it. <laughs> you know, well, there's one way. Um, but this has a really good nutrient profile and it's very low glycemic. That's what I'm going to give away vanilla or chocolate, your choice. I think those are the ones I have on hand. Uh, I'll announce your winner, the winner at the end of the show. All you have to do to be eligible to win is leave a review of the show on whatever app you listen. And I'll also put the link for the protein in the show notes if you want to check it out because protein is a huge component of 
optimal body comp and any sort of fat loss pursuit is going to be greatly benefited by making sure you're getting enough protein. I was actually on the phone with one of my consistency course clients today and I was asking her what she was struggling with and she was like, man, I need to do better about eating vegetables with my meals. And I was like, why? And it was coming from this like old school notion that vegetables are really important. And I was like, tell me, are, are you leading with protein? Because that's going to be one of the most important things is increasing your protein intake, making sure your meals are protein dominant. And the protein shakes are a really easy way to add to that, certainly not as a replacement for other forms of protein, but a really great add on. And it's a good one for me, like if we're eating out and I'm not quite sure what they're going to have, or if we're ordering pizza or something, or we're going to a party and there's going to be Chinese food, I'll drink a shake before so that I make sure I get that protein in. So I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. I'll also put the link in the show notes. Let's talk, shall we? I just mentioned that I was uh, having a call with one of the members of the consistency course, but also yesterday I had a like live online meetup with a lot of the folks in the consistency course. And I wanted to share a couple of things that came up. I mean, we talked for, I don't know, over an hour um, about probably 20 or 30 different topics, but there were two of them that I wanted to touch on and go a little deeper into. So somebody shared that they have a weight loss goal and they're feeling impatient about it. And I think exactly what this person said was like, I want the results now. I don't want to wait. I understand intellectually that I need to do the work, but like I want it now and I'm really struggling with impatience. The first tool that came to mind here is one that I use all the time in my own life. In fact, I actually used it on a call with a, with a client today. Is this a problem that needs to be solved or am I just giving this attention that it doesn't deserve? And what I said to this person when they were saying, like, I'm really impatient, you can pursue this goal and you can be in action and you can be making progress and feel impatient. It's not a barrier to action. And it could be true that the impatience spurs you to action because it's part of your drive. Now, it might not, and that's okay, but just because we have a feeling that maybe is uncomfortable or we would rather be without, that doesn't mean that we need to direct our energy to changing or overcoming that right now or ever. And I could think of so many examples in my life, but the one that is the most recent for me is worrying about my kids, specifically worrying about the twins. So they were in the NICU for 93 days. They were born extremely premature. Uh, they weighed just barely two pounds each when they were born. And a huge part of the next year or so for us and them is keeping them healthy. And if Roman gets the sniffles or somebody comes to visit, I always have these thoughts of like, oh gosh, I hope I can keep them healthy. Oh gosh, I hope they don't get sick because things that would be no big deal to me or no big deal even to Roman, who's, you know, just still a baby himself, but but wasn't born with some of the challenges that they were born with, it would be no big deal. And I have so many moments of, of worrying and a lot of my 
energy and attention was going to how do I stop worrying? How do I stop worrying? Until I realized it's okay if I just worry, like it's not getting in the way of things. Now, obviously, disclaimer, some, you know, anxiety and whatnot should be addressed with a professional, but it's not, it's not that kind of high level anxiety. And my point is, it's not a problem I need to devote energy to solving right now. It's okay if, along with the 20 million other things I do in a day, I also worry disproportionately about the health of my twins. It's okay. That's not a problem I need to solve. It's not. There can be things that get under our skin or things we would like to change about ourselves or even goals we would like to pursue that we can say, like, I don't need to solve that right now. I don't need to put the energy there right now. Yeah, it might be a good idea. And still, I can say, not right now. I was I was telling folks the other night that um, I saw this thing on Instagram that looks lovely. And it's this challenge for couples to do 52 dates in 52 weeks. So 52 dates in a, in a year one per week on average. And it, it makes so much sense. It's a brilliant idea. I think that any couple that does that would probably best, you know, good chance that they would improve their relationship. I think it's, I think it's amazing. And also, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I might do it in a few years. I might not ever do it. But it's one of those things that I can say, yeah, it would be a great idea. And yeah, investing in my marriage is important to me. And no, I'm not going to do that right now not going to do it. Not going to do it. It's okay. Not everything is a problem that needs to be solved. So you feel impatient. Okay, cool. You can also decide, if you choose, that you don't have to tackle that right now, that it's all right to feel impatient. It's not, it's not a problem. It's not an issue. Sometimes we just spend so much energy feeling like we need to change something or we need to be different in some certain way, but like, what if we don't? What if it's okay, either for now or forever? Now, don't be stupid about this, right? Don't take this too far. If there's something that's threatening your health or your longevity, probably something you ought to pay attention to, right? I mean, come on. Know yourself enough to know if you're manipulating this strategy to talk yourself out of action. That's not what it's intended to be. But might not be a problem you need to solve. I think about this with my yard. So we have, for where we live, a pretty big lot. And we've done so many projects here. I mean, like there's always something going on and usually multiple somethings going on. And with my work and having babies, I don't get out to maintain the property very often. So that kind of falls into the realm of Chris. And Chris doesn't do it the way that I would do it. <laughs> and I don't personally really like the way he does it or doesn't do it. And also, not going to put my energy there right now. Just not. Just not. I learned this best when I was early in starting my business. Because when we're trying to do something new, whether it's a new weight loss pursuit or it's getting out of debt or it's building a business or anything like that, getting fit, we tend to expose ourselves to a lot of information. And whether we read books or we read articles or we talk to people or we listen to podcasts, 
it is so easy to feel like there's a hundred million things you can do. And that's how I felt in business. I need to have this on social media and I need an email strategy and I need a funnel and I need a low cost product and I need a tripwire and I need this and I need this and I need a high end offer. It was bonkers until somebody told me about this idea of just-in-time information. And what that means is, unless right now your priority is building out an email funnel and that's what you're working on right now, don't read books or listen to podcasts on building out an email funnel. You can make a note of it so that when you get to that phase of business where that is what you're actively working on, then you go and you revisit that. But stop listening to podcasts on the three things you need to know to launch a podcast if that is not your immediate next step in business, just in time information. And I keep that in mind when I think about things like worrying about the kids. That's just not where I'm going to focus right now. Same thing even with the desire to like read parenting books. It is a really amazing thing to educate yourself and expose yourself to new ideas. And also, it's okay to say, you know what, that actually is relevant to a slightly older stage in kids. So I'm going to table this one. I'm going to put this aside until I get to the phase where I can use this now instead of taking in all of this information that either I can't use now or I'm not going to use now. It's a very similar philosophy to the notion of like, this isn't necessarily a problem I need to solve. This isn't where my energy needs to go right now. One of the other things that came up the other night when we were all huddled up was this, it actually came up several times and I wanted to kind of draw back and offer a wider perspective on something that came up several times. And it was around the idea of like, if I take on too much and I don't do it, then I feel like I failed and I give up. Or, um, you know, I set these standards for myself, but I can't help but be disappointed when I don't achieve them. And what I, what I want to address kind of more broadly here is, why do you feel the need to label it as failure or starting over or off the wagon? I am seeing so many people, and I have been one of these people, and I have to actively work to not fall into these traps now, so many people more interested in judging and assessing and categorizing their past behaviors. I screwed up. I'm off the wagon. I fell off track. I this, I that. I made bad choices. I screwed up. I. Why are you spending so much time judging what is behind you when you could s- simply acknowledge it as a choice, a choice without a label, and then move the heck on and give your energy to where you are right now and to what you want right now. One of the primary barriers that I see with clients is that they look at the way things have been, they look at their past patterns, and then they decide that they are, because they decided, limited by those things. So because I have a history of eating at night or overdoing it on the weekends, I am now limited by that pattern of behavior. No, If you would just stop spending your energy judging that and categorizing it as bad or good or 
problematic or off the rails. And instead, if you're going to acknowledge it at all, acknowledge it as very simply a choice that you made, period, nothing more. And give that energy to where you are now and what you're doing now. I hear so much talk about like, I made a bad choice or I did good or uh, I'm making progress, but it wasn't perfect. And all of that is labeling and categorizing things that are already behind us. Why? Why do we spend so much time and energy labeling and judging and categorizing things that are behind us when what we're really interested in is what is ahead of us, which is determined by what we do now. Why not just let it be what it'll be? It doesn't matter if it was good or bad or on track or off track or anything like that. Failure doesn't matter. Stop labeling, judging, perseverating over, trying to psychoanalyze things that are behind you and instead give that extremely valuable energy to where you are now and what is going on now. If I had a magic wand and could make it so that you no longer waste any energy beating yourself up over a past decision judging choices that are already done and gone, it would set some people free. And you would probably be amazed at how much more energy you have for the thing that you want, which is where your energy goes now, what you do now, the choices you make now. Why do you need to judge it? Why do you need to label it? Why do you need to talk about it again? Why do you need to have opinions on it? Why not? Just get clear on what you do want and do the best you can do to bring that into fruition now. Food for thought for this Saturday. And speaking of food, kind of, sort of, GBX Protein going to Deb C. Deb C, thanks so much for the review that you left this week. I appreciate it, Deb C. Email me, Elizabeth, at primalpotential.com. Let me know that you were the winner for 1054. Make sure you give me your mailing address because I can get it out to you as long as you email me within 60 days of this episode airing. Let's talk soon. And in the meantime, no judging, no trying to solve problems that actually don't need to be solved right now. Let's use our energy for bigger and better things. Take care.